Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. Kristen has the day off. I'm David Rankin. The great resignation sure seems to be over at this point, and it's getting replaced by, what, the great layoff? The economy and inflation causing a lot of companies to take and take a look at their workforce numbers and they're cutting back on them. Amazon's letting more than 10,000 people go. Facebook's parent company's dumping 11,000. Even Disney isn't immune to layoffs. It's bad enough to get laid off. It's almost worse to get the axe right around the holidays, too. On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Julie Bauke. She is the president of the Bauke Group and she is in the KRLD Zoom room. Julie, thank you, as always, for the time. Of course. How long do you give yourself time to mourn after what you've lost when you get laid off? You know, it depends. If you saw it coming, if you weren't happy at work anyway, uh, you you there's still some sense of loss, but it's much easier to move on than if you really loved what you did, had a strong connection with your work and your coworkers, and really felt like you were going to be there for the long run. So it kind of depends on how you felt about your job, but also how you feel about work. I mean, some people are very good about putting those boundaries when work and home, where others look at their work team as a family, which some employers encourage, personally not a fan, um, but it, it really depends on your relationship with that job and with work in general in your life. So it's the shock value of the layoff. It can be. You know, I've been involved in so many layoffs earlier in my career, and there have been people that I've met with right after they got the news, and they were so happy because they were so miserable, but they were still shocked and upset you know, it's a, it's one of the big life losses up there with death and divorce, death of a spouse and divorce. Yeah. And so it's losing the familiar, even if the familiar was not good or ideal for you, it's still leaving the familiar and going into the unknown is, you know, can be pretty terrifying. Does, um, does someone sometimes just need a shove out the door in order to open up new horizons for them? Yes. I worked with people for 10 years, at least. I worked with people who just lost their jobs. And one of my favorite questions to ask them, especially after they'd been out of the job for about a month, was to say, you know, how are you enjoying your sabbatical or something like that? And I'm telling you, 80 to 90% of the time, I got some version of, you know, they did me a favor. I hate to admit it, but I was miserable. And I probably never would have left if they hadn't shoved me out the door. And virtually every one of those people go on to find something better. So yeah, we hang on beyond all reason. Why do we stay in jobs that we hate? 
Yeah, it's funny you say that. That's really sort of the thesis of my career. I'm so curious about that. And because I got the opportunity to work with people who just lost their jobs, who then admitted they weren't happy, I, I always ask that question. And it's fear. Uh, and th these are coming right out of these people's mouths. I was afraid. I got lazy. And really, probably the bigger one was, I didn't know what else I could do. And frankly, even if I did know what I could do, I didn't know how to go get it. So those are probably the big three reasons. It's work. I mean, it is work to go find your next great job. Yeah, it's a job in itself. And I can probably add one more to that is when it, when it happened to me, for example, I was living in Houston at the time, the thought of moving and mm. leaving an area that you know so well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's change at every level. And if you are, it could be ge geographical, it could be the, you know, your your work team, the person you're reporting to, you know, there, there's something about walking into a building. And I say that almost euphemistically these days, but there's something about walking into a building and people know you, they let you in the door. And then the ripple effect on your family, especially if you have to do a move, it is easier, quote unquote, to hunker down and decide that you're okay being miserable until the day you wake up and say, my health is suffering, my relationships are suffering, I can't take it anymore, or your company decides that for you. And in any case, that moment, you're not in a good position to make a good decision because you're operating from fear, panic, and just plain misery. For the people that have just been laid off and they're going through the various stages of grief because this is like almost death of a career in, in, in some sure. people's minds, what's the first thing you should do if you get that pink slip? Sit back and take a big breath. There is a temptation to get into action right away. And sometimes that comes from home. Uh, it comes from our friends. It comes from just, you know, truly fear. And I've seen this fear come from people who never have to work another day in their lives. And so it's not necessarily money related. And when I say sit back and take a breath, you don't have to do it for weeks and weeks, but you do have to gather yourself, gather your wits, sit back and make a plan, figure out, okay, I've been given this opportunity. At this moment, it doesn't feel like a gift, maybe, but it can be. And so now that I have this opportunity, what is my next best move? What do I want to do more of, less of, never again? Who do I want to work with? Do I want to pivot? Do I want to make a complete 180? What is it I want to do? And job search is like uh, anything else that's going to end well. It, it ends better with a plan up front. And so starting and saying, you know, start with the end in mind, where do you want to end up? It is so much more powerful. That's, that's the hard part though, frankly, our plan, our process at the Bauke group is think, plan, execute. And so when you are, when you're in that situation, you have to override your um, anxiety and say, okay, if I just go out there and just start talking to everybody I know, I'm going to as I've titled my book, I'm going to pee on your shoe, pee on my shoes. You know, my name of my book is Stop Peeing on Your Shoes. And it's about the seven mistakes that people make 
right after they lose their jobs. And the number one is, you know, jumping into the fire without your fireproof undies. And I, and to me, that is never start without a plan. And the plan has to include, where do I want to end up? What do I want to do more of? And then you work toward that. Do places like LinkedIn, does that actually work? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been saying for years that LinkedIn is going to run the world someday, and I still think so. Think about it. Back in the day, back in my day anyway, if you wanted to find another job, the biggest part of the work was getting your materials, your resume, everything out in front of other people. Those big piles of envelopes filled with your hopeful resume. Now, if you're on LinkedIn, you're in play all the time, whether you care to be or not. So you are always a passive job seeker if you have your resume or your LinkedIn profile up to date and robust. And that's the key. Don't just you know, kind of half do it and puts the basics up there. You know, you, you have to have a picture. You have to have, it's, it's all, think of it almost like a, a cliff notes or a um, spark notes of your resume. And so hiring managers inside organizations, recruiters inside and outside companies can go on LinkedIn and find you. Amazing. So yeah, LinkedIn is incredibly powerful and it always will be. They have the people. They have people's information and it's a fantastic source, not only for great coaching information, good articles, but also old and new connections. The whole concept of finding a new job is you're getting into sales and uh, what you're doing is selling yourself. Yes. So the biggest mistake people make with a resume is that they look at it as a brain dump. I'm going to put everything I ever did on here. And that's not what it is. It's a marketing document. And so when people sometimes call us and say, can you help us with, I only want my resume done and we don't do that work because, you know, it, it's, it's, you have to start, you have to know what you're heading toward. So when any consumer packaged goods company puts a product on the shelf, they are very, very clear who they want to pick that product up and what it's, what it's uses are. And that's exactly how you need to think about yourself in a job search. And it's hard because we're trained to be, we're taught to be humble, to not talk about our accomplishments. Mm -hmm. If you did it, it's not bragging. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think, I think you have to get over that because you have to, nobody tells your story like you do, and nobody cares about your career like you do. And so you have to get crystal clear on what you're putting out on the market and then that is how your resume should be written around that. Can you move forward if you still have one foot in the old company that's kind of holding you back? You know, for years, we would, you know, the company I used to work for, we were, uh, the company I worked for was a global outplacement provider. So we were involved in layoffs or, or terminations. And companies would think they were doing you a favor by letting you hang around while you looked for another job. No, the worst thing you can do if you've been given that opportunity is to stay because there's some modicum of hope that you have that they're going to ask you to stay. And it's really hard to focus forward. It's, there is a saying that it's easier to find a job when you have a job. And that is not true um, because it, it it's easier. It's hard. It's, it's easier in that 
you, you know, you're not maybe panicking, but job search is hard. And if you, I tell, I talk to people sometimes who say, I am physically ill. My job is making me physically ill. I'm miserable to be around. Um, I don't have money issues, but I'm so afraid to quit this job to look for another. And I say, quit, just quit. Talk to your spouse, quit. You have a good story. It's not bad. If if your job is making you sick, exactly how well do you think you're going to come across in an interview? It's very explainable. We are in a very different time than we used to be. But so many people are living paycheck to paycheck, and they can't afford to be out of work for any length of time. Absolutely. And of course, and thank you for saying that, because that's always my asterisk beside this is that, look, if you, you know, if it's a money situation, you know, I get it. Um, But can you? Go do a side hustle. Can you get a couple other jobs? Can you do DoorDash? Can you work as a bartender? Can you consult? Can you help people with their websites? What can you help people with to cobble together uh, some money and then go full force on your, you know, on your job search? But can you do both? Relationship, go ahead. Can you do both? Can you have that side hustle and do, have a full-time job trying to find a full-time job? <laughs> yes. Truly? You know, we, we talk about a, a finding a job being a full-time job. The company I used to work for, they did a big study on what, how many hours per week is the most productive job search. And it was 28 to 35. And the reason is what you're doing during that 28 to 35 hours a week, it's really hard. It's exhausting. Self-awareness and talking about yourself, it's, it's a different sort of effort. And when you get much beyond in the mid you know, 30s hours, there's, you're not being as effective. And so these people who do 50 and 60 hour job searches, I guarantee they're not coming across as well as they could. So what are the things you can do to keep yourself mentally and physically engaged in the world and not hide behind your computer all day? Because it looks like, look, the world makes it seem like you can do all this stuff online. No, you can't. Yep. Bunny slippers, sitting in your bunny slippers behind a computer screen is not going to land you a job. It can give you information. It can connect you to people. It can give you resources and ideas, but people hire people. And so getting out there among the world, among humans and telling your story in a way that's not desperate or angry or bitter is one of the most powerful things you can do in a job search. Julie Bauke is the president of the Bauke Group. Thank you so much for the time. Welcome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 